Hello and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you overcome perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson. I'm a life coach in Portland, Oregon, and I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today, we are talking about letting go. Hey, Janine. Hey, Shannon. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. We didn't talk last week, and I missed you. I know. I missed you, too. It, it, it felt like a long time. It did. This year with Christmas on a Tuesday, the whole holiday season was long. I'm not really complaining. I'm kind of am though, which is weird. (laughs) But it just seemed like January was never going to come. And And now here it is. Here it is. But of course, when everyone is listening, we're a few weeks into January. Right. By the time you hear this, Christmas will seem like it was three months ago. Right. (laughs) When it was three weeks ago. Right. Um, But, you know, this is a good time to talk about letting go. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, it's funny that one of the kids was saying, like, what's the big deal about New Year? It's it's like in the middle of the year. You know, clearly this is a kid in school. Right. And, um, And I thought it was sort of interesting, like how... Um, you know, it really is sort of an artificial thing, but it, but January feels like a great time to, to let go of things and, and think about what you want to bring into your life. Yeah, I agree. I'm just going to interject that in Australia, the school year starts on Jan- in January. So they, uh, my, you know, my family lives there, and, and so the start right. of the year is the start of the school year, which is has a lot of symmetry to it. That's very nice. <laughs> when I heard about I, that, I thought, wow, that's kind of nice. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah. All right, because yeah, this I'm, is like the height of their summer, right? Right, yeah. So schools, um, their Christmas vacation is their summer vacation. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, I agree that, that January is a great time to think about new things and new beginnings and letting go and I know I've had the itch for the last couple of weeks to declutter and um, so forth not that I've done it as much as I've thought about doing it (laughs) but (laughs) I have thought a lot about doing it which is funny because I think I help other people do it you know 12 months a year but right something about this holiday season that made me want to do it myself in my well you did do a little closet curation well, that's true. Yeah. And I did um, today, I was sort of cleaning up and my desk has gotten the stuff that actually resides on the desk that supposedly mm-hmm. was put away. It was, it was too much <laughs> on my desk. So I, I sort of got rid of a few things and that felt good. Yeah. So does, is that um, when you get rid of stuff like that, when you let things go, is that ever a struggle for you? Oh, yeah, it can be a struggle for me. Um, absolutely. And I mean, part of my challenge is that I have a big house. It's a two family mm-hmm. house and we live in the whole thing. I mean, there's way 
there's a lot of rooms that we can store stuff in. So it's easy for me to just put it, just move it out of the way rather than let it go, which is not beneficial, right? I'll regret that later, right. probably. <laughs> so, um, so when I make a decision to actually let stuff go, sometimes there's a little bit of a struggle, but it almost always feels great. And my particular um, ch- challenge points are office supplies and like art supplies. Those are really hard. Uh Office supplies in particular are really hard for me to let go of. (laughs) And so um, I I actually um, swap services with another professional organizer. So I do it with professional help. And when she helps me, I can can let it go a lot more easily. So that's how it works, right? That's why people let go of stuff when I help them. It's just when you have somebody there helping, it makes a difference. But anyway, sometimes I have that little, mm, that little, have to push past it. and then I never regret it. I mean, virtually never have I let go of something that I wish I hadn't. Um, yeah. So, and I tell my clients that all the time. And I'm, I think that's true of most of my clients too. Right. Right. How about yeah, you? It's very rare. You, Ever, uh, yeah, I I do struggle with letting go of things in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I do. I find myself. Um, wanting to hold on to things and and you know we talked about that quite a bit in the in the closet episode of um you know like you said that the sort of the plus minus of having space is that it allows you to hold on to stuff but then it still can become a problem um right we're just we're delaying the inevitable right and it's so much easier right it's so much easier to do it a little bit at a time for me anyway um, because I, I definitely hit a point where it's overwhelming and I can't make a decision anymore and I don't feel good about any decision at that point. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, decision um, fatigue is a real thing, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. but um, I do notice that when I think about it, uh, like the, the language I use is really important. You know, the words letting it go feel so much easier to me and feel so much better than getting rid of or even decluttering sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, Marie Kondo, right? The Japanese yes. uh, declutterer. I don't know if you saw, but she has a show on Netflix that debuted on January 1st. Oh, and, I did hear that. Uh, yeah, and I watched a couple of episodes yesterday, and which I really liked it. I gotta say, uh, I'll be blogging about that soon. But she talk, calls it tidying, and it, she's she's clearly helping people declutter. I mean, let go of right. stuff. But she calls it tidying. To me, tidying is usually not about letting go of stuff. It's about just making th- what you have more tidy. But I, right. I kind of like the idea that you would call it tidying. Or I have another colleague who calls it editing. Which I think is quite nice. Oh, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, but you're right. But le- to me, letting go is is the phrase that works for me because it's mm-hmm. to me when you let something go, you're creating space to invite something else in, or just space to enjoy, and uh, it's a p- real positive thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that that um, the word we use for the for closet the closet. What, what do we call it? Closet curating. <laughs> curating. 
yeah. <laughs> curating, which is another, you know, that it just has a different spin. And, and I guess the point mm-hmm. of all of this is that, you know, finding the language that works for you is mm-hmm. really important. Absolutely, because words are important, without a doubt. And if you want to, if you call it trashing stuff, or I'm going to de-junk, sometimes people will say that, um, that just, that to me, that doesn't feel good. Right. Although I, I can sort of see certain circumstances where that might be good. Like I'm thinking about um, when you just said de-junk, I was like, I need to de de-junkify the basement <laughs> and oh, it, yeah, like that, that sort good. of makes me excited <laughs> like huh. yeah there's a bunch of junk in there and the idea of getting rid of that junk is kind mm-hmm. of exciting to me well there you go but exciting um, is if good. i thought about you- yeah well, yeah i mean like i don't really get that excited about cleaning out the basement but right. kind of like excited about de-junkifying it um <laughs> <laughs> but it I, it's you know, I, th- I feel like I do this a lot where I like have these epiphanies that like how the language matters to me. And it's like, oh, my God, I don't I totally want to de-junkify the basement, but I don't want to let go, let go of stuff in the basement. Oh, what the heck? When you say de-junkify, know, right? you mean you mean you're, you would actually let stuff go, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even though I would be doing the exact same thing that you might yeah. call letting go. It right. it really um, impacts how I think about it. How about in your clothes closet? Do you de-junkify that? No, that sounds horrible. There's no junk in there. (laughs) (laughs) It's all treasure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, that's, it's kind of fascinating. And, and, you know, the idea of curating my closet is appealing because that feels mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm like choosing the best things that I love the most that I enjoy wearing the most. It's a very respectful term. Yeah, but it, it also is, um, I think it reflects more of my closet, which is that, you know, pretty much everything in my closet is something that I loved at some point, but I just may not love it as much now. Mm-hmm. Whereas things land in your basement that you never loved. Yeah, yeah right. and or that yeah. are not mine. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I have a sense that the basement, yeah, well, we don't even need to go there. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, interesting. You know, we've been talking about physical things, and that's, and that's where I, um, you know, that's why I spend most of my time doing this, talking to people about letting go of physical things, because they hire me for that. But it's certainly not confined to stuff is it letting go the benefit of letting go no and I think that's where the the term letting go feels like it fits more for me is in thinking more about um, abstract things about ideas or beliefs or emotions even um, Mm -hmm. of letting go of of those things that no longer serve you those things that aren't actually things that no longer serve you Right. So letting go of belief about maybe um, someone who says, I'm not good at this, or I don't like that, or um, I don't do this well. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm the type of person that needs X, Y, Z or whatever. But to to let go of those beliefs, like I I believe for a very long time that I was not a runner. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I let go of that belief and tried it out and ran a lot. Turns out you're a runner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I'm a runner. Yeah. Um, but I, but those, I think that sort of, um, those mental and emotional ideas and thoughts and beliefs, um, letting go of them really does open up space for you to do more of what you want. Mm -hmm. And I think perfectionism falls into that a lot because I think most of, um, what creates perfectionism is, um, or are those kinds of thoughts and beliefs mm-hmm. about yeah, yeah. how you are as a person or how you should be or how things should be. Right. And what I just thought of while you were speaking was that, you know, our, t- our tagline for our podcast is a podcast about overcoming perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I think that's what it is anyway. Um, yeah. Maybe we should consider replacing overcoming with letting go of. Oh, that I like feel, that. I know. That might that feels better to me. It really does. And that's funny you say that because I've always sort of wrestled with the word overcoming in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. It, it feels like such a struggle and yeah. a negative. I mean, right. Oh, so we let's do that. Um, yeah, next episode. Uh, yeah. But uh, so to me, letting go of physical stuff is uh, fairly straightforward. Like I can, I know how to help people do that. Um, And it starts with their having a goal of, you know, having more space or being more organized um, or whatever their goal is. But letting go of beliefs and emotions, that feels harder. Is Mm -hmm. there how, and that's something you help people do, right? Right. Is a life coach. Yes, that's a big part of what I do. Yeah. So what, how does that work? Well, it helps when you recognize that, that these thoughts or beliefs aren't, are not truths, even though they feel like truth. Mm. Um, that, uh, it's a, it's a pattern or, or even a habit that you probably fell into when you were young and it just it feels like it's true. Um, but, you know, one of the things you can do is to um, see if you can sort of poke holes in the belief. So let me think about what um, a way that that might be. Like if you believe that, um, well, what's a, what's a belief that a perfectionist might have that feels true but isn't necessarily true? If they don't know how to do something perfectly, they they shouldn't even try. Right. Okay. Is so that, then, so that you one? can, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like you know, I I I've had that belief in the past. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's there's no point in trying if I can't do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. And so, you can just start to kind of tease that apart by well, is that true for everyone? Or you can even just start with, is that true? Like, mm-hmm. is there ever been a case where that's not true? Mm-hmm. 
and then you can come up with a lot of instances and you can think of well you know what would I rather believe and I might rather believe that um, you know if something matters to me it's worth trying regardless of how well I can do it and those two things are potentially equal um, I was going to say equally true but in fact Mm, the perfectionist idea is less true because it is so absolute. Um, right. Yeah. So that shift is big one, mm-hmm. but it can feel. Does it? So I'm not a perfectionist. Does it? Is it hard to? Do you think is it hard for people to accept that second truth as possibly true, or when they well, just put their rational mind to it, they can accept it? And that's the thing is that it it's really like breaking a habit, and so mm-hmm. you. It helps if you put into place all of the things that we've talked about throughout the episodes of of how to how to put a good habit into place and and reminding yourself and um, doing things that support you in maintaining that good habit. And the good habit is believing that you know believing this new belief that you want to have. <laughs> and so um, uh, you know when you notice that you're having the belief like you know, I can't do it perfectly, why bother? And you're like, well, that's not necessarily true. What's one little thing I could do in that direction? Like, okay, so if we go with the belief that I'm not a runner, um, and and actually, you know, even though this isn't what I was consciously doing, the way I went about becoming a runner, and I'm doing big f- finger quotes around that, is very much this. I, I just started having this idea that you know, I wonder if I could run and, and it started to seem sort of appealing to me, but there was this, you know, this sort of big booming voice in my head, like, you're not a runner, you can't run, you brag about not being a runner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, well, maybe, maybe I could try. And I started running. Um, I had a gym membership and I was there, um, when there was no one else in the cardio room and I got on a treadmill and I started walking and I remember like sort of furtively looking around me to make (laughs) sure no one was looking and um, turning up the speed and running for a couple of minutes. You didn't want anybody to see you being an imposter. Right. Somebody who pretends they're a runner. (laughs) Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Or, you know, somehow run wrong. Like, I don't even know what that would be, but <laughs> oh, yeah, for whatever. Me it would but be that's running off the treadmill. Like, that's what <laughs> falling. I happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but then I, and then I remember, like, well, maybe I can try running outside. And I, like, went for a walk and then I, you know, ran for a block or two and, and started doing that. And um, so it's just, it's a, allowing yourself the space to believe in this new belief. Mm-hmm. Do people typically want to change a belief, let go of, of a belief in, in, in service of some goal? I mean, is it, is it usually working towards something? Well, usually that's when the incompatible beliefs come to light. Um, mm-hmm. And oftentimes people don't recognize that that they have these beliefs that are Mm -hmm. incompatible until they, you know, decide that they they have this idea that they want to do something. And it may happen so fast that they don't even realize, you know, there's, 
you have this idea like, oh, I wonder if I could do this. And then you have the belief like, well, no, of course, because you can't do it perfectly. Like that happens so close together that that you may not even realize it. Mm-hmm. But um, um, it's usually when you when there's some sort of goal or something that you want to achieve that beliefs will come up to the surface. And it's when they come to the surface that you can then do something about them. Mm hmm. And oh, one of the yeah. first things to do is to, you know, try to turn that belief around. What would you rather believe? And mm-hmm. so, you know, you sort of pick apart the old belief to give yourself um, exposure to how it's not actually true. And mm-hmm. as you start to formulate the new belief that you want to hold. And, and you know, when I'm working with someone, it's... Um, uh, you know, there are processes that we can go through, but that's how generally how someone can do that on their own. So it sounds like the first step is becoming aware of the belief that isn't serving you. You have to right. be aware of it before you can let it go. Right. Interesting. Yeah. And I can see how yeah. hugely beneficial that is. I mean, I've worked with you a lot over the years, and I'm confident you've done that for me, although I can't remember a specific instance. But um but it's like magic, <laughs> I think. Working with you is like magic as far as I'm concerned. But uh, I think that um, just, you know, as a first step, thinking about what beliefs you or one or I might be holding that don't serve me, is, is that's big. And that's a great thing yeah. to think about in the new year, I think. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, they, the, the thing about beliefs is that they feel so true to us. Mm-hmm. They don't um, even feel like beliefs. That, they feel like truth. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. but just becoming aware of it at, and labeling it as a belief changes it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the more that you sort of disrupt that habitual pattern of holding that belief as truth, the less you believe it, you know, Mm -hmm. the sort of the less power it holds over you and the easier it is for you to let it go. Right. Interesting. And I love thinking about that in terms for our listeners in terms of perfectionism of the beliefs that surround perfectionism and how that's all they are is beliefs that can be let go of. Right. Right. Well, and I'm thinking about it. We've we've talked about this over a number of episodes, but one of the um, big shifts I've had in perfectionism is about cleanliness in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And and that was something that I had to sort of more consciously pay attention to and sort of dismantle that sort of the whole belief system I had about how clean the kitchen should be versus... Um, you know, what became more important to me, which was good relationship with my family and Mm -hmm. um, how as I would feel that belief about, you know, how how the kitchen should be cleaned come up, I would remind myself of what was really important to me, which was the good relationship with my family. And so um, that's how that got shifted over time. Mm-hmm. It was a process. Right. And I was just thinking about a belief that I think that I harbor, which is 
that because I'm a professional organizer, if anybody comes to my home, they have a right to expect to see it, you know, beautifully organized at all times. When <laughs> in reality, <laughs> that takes a lot of effort on my part to create that illusion. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, if I, well, for example, I'm having a friend over tomorrow who's never been here who is a, a, a magazine writer. So, uh, she's coming oh, uh-huh. over to interview me about something. And, and uh, although I think it's just background, I don't think I'm being quoted or anything, but. Um, I'm like, oh, man, i got to get this place whipped into shape, especially the first floor where my office is. But really, I don't because she no. likes me no matter what, and she's not here to judge right. my um, my home. And, and I have a, right. a home that has its own charms even when it's messy <laughs> or not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, we've talked about this many times that, that um, you know, you're there's there's freedom I think for your clients in knowing that you are or you know the 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 people that read your blog and the and the mm-hmm. and the people that you know listen to us and knowing that you're human and that you know that that you tend to be messy. Right. Even though you are very well organized and are an amazing organizer. Well, thank you. But yeah, I am organized. I'm just messy. And that's okay. It really is. But I yeah. just have to keep... I, I, just, I need to um, um, own it. Do we need to have a session about this? No, I'm not <laughs> at all anxious. Uh, but I just really am more lazy than anything. Thinking, oh, what do I have to do to make this look better? <laughs> um, but there, yeah, it's fu- It's not bad. particularly um yeah hey guess here's a belief i've let go of oh what's that i'm not somebody who does yoga (gasps) really mm -hmm, today is day 22 of are you kidding no every day for 22 days oh my god that's so awesome isn't that exciting yeah yoga with adrian you know yoga with adrian i do yeah she's wonderful yeah, just, I, I love her, and so I've done it every day for twenty-two days, and I'm I'm actually enjoying it. Really? Yes. Isn't that crazy? Like it, what you, it, the first the first week or two, it was like, oh God, how long is this workout? Or not a workout? How long is this session? Oh, good, it's only fifteen minutes, and and oh no, it's thirty minutes. But the last couple of days, it was thirty minutes, and I actually enjoyed all thirty minutes, and I didn't check during this session to see when it was going to be over (laughs) so that's progress yeah wow because you really were sort of like i'm not a yoga person right yeah i just i couldn't see myself doing it despite all these indications that i kept feeling that it would be a beneficial thing for me to do yeah so i i I blogged about it um a couple of weeks ago i could put a link to the blog on it but about what my barriers were to doing it and Mm -hmm. um really having my niece miranda here and doing it every day i was with her for three weeks and she did it every day and i saw that it was not a big deal and that she really treasured it that she found it very valuable and she said Uh go with yoga with adrian start with a 30-day yoga workout and or yoga challenge or whatever it's called that's all i needed i needed to be told what to do and how to start 
and and I yeah. love that it's a 30-day thing where I don't know what's going to come up next day, but I don't have to make a choice. I just do mm-hmm. day, tomorrow I'll do day 23. And right. um, when it's over in a week, she has like four other 30-day challenges. Yay! And so I can just keep doing it. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, thanks. That's yeah, really I'm, I'm really very happy about it. So you were part of that too because one of the inspirations was when we were talking about your morning routine and how you building yoga into that and again it was just something you do something that benefited you it wasn't a big deal wasn't like you or Miranda were out bragging about it like I am right now but um, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, I think um, yeah I'm really grateful oh that's great well I I have to admit that my morning routine like went all to hell over the holidays You were sharing a hotel room with many people. It's so true. you had no way to do your morning routine. So cut yourself yep. slack. <laughs> yeah, but now it feels like a good time to restart. And you're like reinvigorating me to do oh, it. Oh, good. Excellent. I, sh- uh, Adrian provides a, a 30-day calendar, a blank calendar, um, with just the numbers of the day on it. And each uh-huh. day at the end of the session, I um, write a word that sort of symbolizes the session to me or represents it oh. and so I can keep track of where I am and it's made me really happy oh I like that yeah I like that so it's a it's a um like a deeper version of don't break the chain yeah exactly like a more thoughtful version of don't break the chain right mm-hmm. oh I yeah. really like that yeah it's really I'm very happy about it and I even was able to keep it going when my husband was out of town and I was working a lot and I wasn't haven't been able to necessarily do it in the morning but I do I've done it and now it's just today uh-huh. yesterday started a 30-day challenge on my genealogy blog so I have to do genealogy research every day for 30 days too. <laughs> it's, it's getting busy around here <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but so I'm curious if you recognize anything else you had to let go of to allow yourself to do yoga every day. I mean, like, you know, what what did you have to let go mm-hmm. of to let that happen, to I create the let, space for that? Uh, um, I d- do you, you mean you mean beliefs, right? You don't mean like things I on mean my schedule. I mean anything, because I'm guessing okay. there's a lot of, there are sort of multiple levels of things that you had to let go of. Yeah, I had to let go of the fear of, of doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. and the fear of hurting myself um, by doing it wrong. But the instruction is so good and so gentle that I don't have that fear anymore. Um, I let go of the idea that I didn't have time to do it, right? That's yeah. always been a big problem for me is finding the time to exercise. Well, of course, I have the same amount of time. It's just a matter of deciding that it's worth dedicating the time to. Um I let go of the idea that I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it because I'm not a flexible person uh, mm-hmm. in physically. I'd like to think I'm flexible in other ways. But, <laughs> uh, but you know, I'm getting more flexible. And, you know, it doesn't matter yeah. that I have to bend my knees in order to put my hands on the ground or touch the ground, right? And no. Still, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, I ta- um, and then in terms of my schedule, it's it, I've had to get up a little earlier if I'm going to get it all done. And that's okay. That means I have to go to bed a little earlier, but that's okay too. Uh, That makes me wish I had my blog post in front of me because I did talk about a few other 
barriers I had to to it. But but a big part of it for me was maybe it was a perfectionist thing of not knowing where to go to learn to do yoga. And I really didn't want to go to a yoga studio. I don't like to have to leave the house to exercise. Uh, That's a big barrier for me. So um, never mind that my dear friend Sally is now a yoga instructor. (laughs) Oh, she is. Yeah, you'd think I could have turned to her for (laughs) aid and assistance here. Uh, but um, she's probably thinking, what? Why didn't you ask me? But I ha- actually yeah. haven't. I'm going to see her tomorrow, but I haven't seen her since she's been back um, from her summer being away. But anyway, um, uh, that's uh, those are the things that come to mind. Right. Well, but I think that is a good, even though you don't think of yourself as a perfectionist, it sounds like there clearly was a lot of wanting to get it right in there mm-hmm. Yeah, that you absolutely. had to let go of to be able to start. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think you're right. And there was a little bit of fear, too, of, I don't know, feeling stupid, even though the only person watching me was Bix, my dog. <laughs> and he, and Bix he loves wondered you what, no matter what. That's right. He did wonder what the heck I was doing. But he, because um, he's usually did there. Did he join you? Down. Yeah, yeah. He lies down next to me. Sometimes he lies on top of my arm, which isn't very helpful. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he's usually right there when I'm doing it. Sometimes he goes on the bed. I've been doing it in my guest room. Um, uh-huh. So sometimes he watches from above. You, you mean my room? Yeah, your room. Right. I'm using your bed, Shannon. Uh, oh. <laughs> I'm not, actually. I'm using the floor next to your bed. Uh, Bix is using your bed. Uh, but, um, yeah, so there, there was uh, a weird fear of feeling stupid which is so funny since I was alone but there you have yeah but you know that's such a good point of how deep these things can run even when they're completely illogical mm-hmm mm-hmm yes it's funny you shine a light on them you open it or and they do seem just ridiculous but they're they're right. real when they're happening yeah well you let go yeah. of a lot yeah and I already had a whole bunch of yoga pants so that worked out really well <laughs> because yoga pants are the most comfortable things to wear (laughs) so so you get to wear your yoga pants for yoga actually doing yoga i (laughs) though the truth is i do my yoga in my pajamas most of the time oh i love that because i try to do it before i walk bix and i don't get dressed before i walk bix i mean i get dressed right before i walk bix yeah, and I wear pants, you know, uh, uh, this is getting too detailed, but my pajamas have cuffs <laughs> on the bottom of the leg because uh-huh. the, I don't like it when my pajamas push up at night. So um, it's not s- quite so weird. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, you know, I, I, think I, pro- I think I sort of feel like I brought this up in a prior episode, but I had a, um, a client who I was talking to about who was wanting to do yoga and was finding, you know, all these barriers to getting started. And the, the, one of the things that we talked about was just starting with doing some stretches in bed in your pajamas. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, whatever lets you get started. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's great. I wasn't planning to spring that on you today, but I'm glad I did. I know. I'm super excited for you. And also, I think it's such a perfect example of how letting go of things allows you to bring something into your life that you really Mm -hmm. love. Absolutely. Gosh, it kind of feels like a good place to stop. I think so. I feel complete. 
Me too. You complete me. <laughs> you had me at yoga. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'd love to hear what you're letting go of in the new year and um, how you're going about it. You can leave us a voicemail at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. You can uh, leave a comment on our website, gettingtogoodenough.com, where you will also find links to uh, all of our social media profiles, um, where we would love to, to hear from you, to chat with you about letting go and anything else that has to do with getting to good enough. Um, And for now, I'm Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And I'm Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. I love the image of you doing yoga in your pajamas. (laughs) I'm glad no one else is watching besides Bix.